a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me as always is Ben Slinger. Yes, I am. And our guest palooza continues this week. Yes, yes. This week we have Justine Collar from Alta, a VR game design company. Um, you're based in Sydney, is that right, Justine? Yes. And hello. Hi. So I'm a co-founder and CMO of Alter. Uh, so that's my big official title, but what I mainly do is marketing and community stuff. And we're currently developing a Township Tale, which is a social VR multiplayer, an open world title. It's really exciting for us because we honestly haven't seen anything else like it in VR currently. Uh, and it feels really awesome to kind of be creating something that might be on like the precipice of being innovative. And I'll explain the game a little bit. Pretty much you spawn in an abandoned village and you take on roles to fulfill a society within that world. So what would happen is Ben would find a very basic pickaxe, go up to the mining area, uh, collect some materials, and then comes back to where Trevor is hanging out, about in the town in his blacksmithery. And so Mm -hmm. Ben says, hey, I have all this material. I can't do much with it anymore. So I'll give you all of it if you make me a new pickaxe and Trevor says yes I'll do that and the amount that has been bartered Trevor makes your new pickaxe which means that you can go but Ben can go back out and mine even more stuff better quality like iron or something like that Mm. and then but because of the way that the bartering system works is that there's extra resources left over for Trevor and then so for example me if I'm an explorer I'll come in and I'll say hey I really need it my sword broke Uh, I need to get it fixed or get a new sword and I have this really amazing jewel that I found out in the I don't really know what it's worth but I, I find that you know you might be able to use it and then because Trevor has all these resources from Ben already says yes I can fix that for you and I will take that gem and use it for I don't know what We had a really great conversation with someone earlier today. We always ask everyone uh, who has either played it or has heard about it. And we always just say, Mm -hmm. if you could be anything in this world, like what role would you be? Um, And they said that they would love to be like, not only a blacksmither, but like an inventor, uh, like an engineering kind of uh, role. And it was just like really interesting because we always get really interesting answers. Um, so now you have questions. to add full-on crafting, you know, um, what's that other VR game where you build the contraptions? I think it's Fantastic Contraptions. Oh, so now you yeah. have to add that sort of stuff in there so people can actually invent things. <laughs> well, that's well. hopefully it'll be extremely uh, sandbox in that regard. Yeah. So that's what we're hoping. Sounds really cool. Like, I didn't realize that it was that sort of, like, sort of that level of social interaction from what I'd yes. seen of it. It was, it was sort of a bit more... You know, I, I knew it was multiplayer and, and different people were doing different things. But yeah, that's really cool with the sort of the bartering system and, and that you take on a specific role. It's not just, it's not sort of Minecraft where everyone's just going out and doing the same thing and yeah. mining and whatever, you know. So will you also have like a sheriff or something like that? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I, the sheriff would the work piece. a lot. The sheriff would work a lot like the guard. Um, so not only making sure the town is safe from possibly monsters that might come in from the outside but also making but but being like the role in the town where people need to go to it's like hey he was doing this thing he's griefing me and you're like all right all right all right guys we gotta we gotta sit down let's go to the inn have a couple beers and we'll just figure this out (laughs) and then later on you have to solve 
that murder or something like that? (laughs) Well, the the great thing about what we want to do is it's a lot like Counter-Strike or Minecraft in that way where 80% of the actual interaction in-game is the social aspect. So what our role as alter the company like our goal is to make a really really solid framework of the game and then open that up to modders so they can come in Mm. and they can create passive servers role-playing servers challenge servers all these kind of different amazing servers that we don't have the capacity to make right now or let alone the creativity whereas opening it up to like i've just seen the most amazing fan-made servers especially in minecraft like some of their mmo oh, yeah. servers are just insanely good oh i'm always blown away by the things that people do with minecraft but i look at it and go how is that even possible in that game to create that you know it's just crazy i know absolutely and i think that's the great thing about how our uh industry is shifting because my boyfriend is a dota 2 workshop artist and he's been mm-hmm. working he's been doing that for about four years now just full time and it is so amazing that you can do this. Yeah, that that job can even exist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and you can make a living. You know, there are some people who don't really like working in a team, and there are some people who would like really, especially if you're in a very very remote area. Like I'm friends with a guy on Facebook who's like in the middle of but fuck nowhere in like Norway, but is like the most amazing like visual designer I have ever seen in my life, and it's just like. Yeah his ability to actually make money and survive but still enjoy where he's living is just like such a yeah, beautiful thing that's awesome cool so yeah yeah well the game the game looks great i hope hopefully i'll get to try it out sometime you you uh you were at pax this year i think yeah we were um, at pax uh 2016 yeah. currently 2017 yes, sorry. yes uh our plans for this year regarding uh events is we'll be at RTX Sydney, um, February 4th and 5th. Then I myself personally is going to be at GDC and we'll probably be demoing the game out of our uh, hotel room because it's very expensive <laughs> to actually <laughs> exhibit at GDC. Um, we're, we're, not, we're not at that level yet. We're still a very new company. Um, hopefully it's it's probably won't happen, but I'm hoping that we... Because uh, PAX East is the next week after that. I'm hoping we yeah. might be able to get there, but it's kind yeah, of... Too bit iffy at the moment but we'll definitely be at gx australia uh i think that's the beginning of april i can't remember the exact date and then we'll definitely be at pax oz again uh in november yes that's what yeah, it is. i don't think they've announced dates yet all right well i think we might get into our game of click pitch which for those listening who might be new to the podcast this is where we each have a random word generator in front of us and we're all gonna we're gonna count three two one we're all gonna click and then based on what we get we're gonna come up with a game based on that some idea okay. it might be funny it might just be a really cool game idea who knows it might be it dark as anything <laughs> it might be it might be terrible at which case we'll probably edit it out <laughs> <laughs> no pressure <laughs> three Two, one, click. Characteristic. Mine's goddess. Ooh. And like and what's yours there, Justine? I got terrorizing. <laughs> and the reason why that's okay. funny is because, as you'll find out, I am a massive pro wrestling fan, and Triple H's original uh, gimmick was a character called Terror Rising with a Y. <laughs> <laughs> perfect which is why i'm a bit excited <laughs> we can bring that in because 
Oh, I mean, I was going to say a terrorizing goddess with some sort of characteristic, I guess, if we're trying to bring that word in too, is, you know, ripe for, for any sort of game. But if she's a wrestler, that's <gasps> just amazing. Yes! Oh, we're on this, the right page already. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm picturing almost, uh, do you remember like the game Black and White where you had your giant creature and sort of roaming the countryside? It's basically that, but it's this woman in full wrestling get up and... I don't know, she's she's like... Maybe she doesn't have a personality and she's looking for characteristics. Oh, she's like, yeah. Oh, she's she like got looking... stripped from a gimmick. She used to be she's this amazing wrestler and she lost her gimmick. Yeah, in like the, the heaven league of, uh, you know... Of know, WWE I mean, or the, the WCW, H- whatever it is now. HWE or something, <laughs> HWF, I don't know. I don't actually know anything about wrestling, but... Um, we, There's like a hundred different promotions. If you just throw out like three different letters, yeah, so it's it probably really, something. Yeah, the acronym doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so so totally, it's this. She's a she, she's a cast out goddess from heaven. <laughs> she's down on earth, and she's trying to find her new persona so she can make her way back into the league. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like it's like a take on Hercules. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So what are the game mechanics here, other than, like, pile-driving windmills and... Uh, is it is it snakes? open world? I think it's got to be. Yeah. I think it's going to have that, like, Shadow of the Colossus feel where you're really, like, traversing the these, like, landscapes. Well, maybe it can be, like, an anti... Because as a goddess, I'm picturing that she's basically giant. Maybe all the townspeople and stuff are constantly trying to climb you and reach your weak point. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, you play as the villain? Yeah, to, well, well, I don't know, but I, I just terrorizing towns. I oh, that's pretty awesome. terrorizing. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, you're terrorizing. So maybe, maybe you need a certain amount of villager blood to <laughs> oh, no. to achieve your goal. It's like um, oh, what was uh the pimp my ride game? The way that it works. <laughs> is that you have to drive around town and hit people to steal their money in your car, and then you can go into the actual customised minigame inside the game to pimp whatever ride, whatever (laughs) job you currently have. And then when you're done, you're, like, back on the streets to kill people to steal their money. Oh, my God, that's terrible. I can't... I mean, I'm surprised enough that there was a Pimp My Ride game, and I had not heard of that. I feel like that's... I'm not. I, I'm not sure of exactly why, but it feels vaguely racist that that's what you have to do. To... <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know. Anyway, off track. <laughs> I'm gonna stay in Switzerland on this issue. Yeah, that's probably a bit early to go into anything like that. Yeah, I like. Okay, I, I like the terrorizing goddess. That's cool. Hey man, uh, do you remember like was that Pocket God or Mini God? It was one of those like super early. Uh iOS oh, like games. iPhone games, yeah. And you could, yeah. like, turn the phone around upside down and, like, all the little, like, islanders would be like, ah, oh, they're, like, clinging to the <laughs> island and you're shaking it so they all fall off. That's awesome. That's really cool. <laughs> so, in VR, it, it'd it be actually kind of awesome, you know, oh, being, yeah, I being even... able to pick up the townspeople and throw them into the ground and all that I sort hadn't of stuff even thought of it in VR, although how, it's going to be really <laughs> difficult to emulate wrestling moves in vr like i get asked this question a lot actually (laughs) um someone (laughs) asked me if they could suplex someone else in vr and i was like it doesn't work (laughs) like that (laughs) 
Well, you could, but there's no, there's no. Like... You'd have to suplex them in real life, but then you'd both be wearing headsets and holding controllers, so it's very. Yeah, you'd end up, you'd end up strangled around the vive cord or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not for long, hopefully. Well, as long as they tap out, it's fine. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you got to play fair. All right, that was that was pretty good. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one, click. Ledge. Misunderstood. Circumvent. <laughs> Okay. 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 My first, my very first thought is an anthropomorphic ledge. Like it's literally just the edge of, I don't know, a building or a cliff. And I guess you have to circumvent it in some way. Or people are trying to circumvent That's as far as I got. Well, circumvent can be like the gameplay goal is that you have to, it could be a puzzle game. You have to navigate your way around this ledge. <laughs> Wait. So okay. So are you playing? So the the anthropomorphic ledge is maybe the antagonist then, and you're playing some sort of being. Ooh, like a maze that like shifts. It's or it's kind of like yeah. it's uh it's a bit like the cave uh where you know it speaks to you, but it's it's just a it's a sort of a static it's a static thing. It tries to get you to jump off, but it turns out that it's just misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So it's a purely. It's a maybe it's a purely psychological thing. Like it literally can't move, um, and you. <laughs> but it just it just tries to convince you. <laughs> oh yeah, like you. don't go around that corner. Like you don't want to yeah. see what's around that corner, and you're like, no, no. I don't want to go. But there's nothing well, there. It's well, just... now I want to re- reverse psychology. <laughs> That's true. I think in my case, I'd be like, I've just shut down the game. Well, I don't know. I think there's a, like there's a bit of an aspect of Stanley Parable there, right? Where there's that you can oh, totally play, you can play around with. So good. Yeah, you can play around with this ledge, like trying to mess with you, and different things happen. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's so. I'm thinking it's a it's a 3D game. It's literally all set just on the the edge of. I think building, it's going to be skyscraper. A skyscraper. All right. So maybe you're you start the game. You find yourself out on this ledge. So you immediately you're wondering what the hell you're doing there. If we make it a VR game, like there's the aspect of like oh. height, like immersion of being up high, right? So it's gonna yeah. it's gonna be disconcerting right away. What if your character is someone who's about to jump, but then when you yeah. start, when the game starts, is that is that moment before you jump? Yeah, yeah, totally. And so the the player just yeah the player doesn't quite know what they're doing there, but yeah, there are there are some sort of clues or something about that you that you're gonna jump. As soon as you try to do anything, the ledge starts talking to you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Tries to circumvent you from jumping. Yeah, from that's jumping. it. Like, yeah, that's it. The, it's trying to circumvent your goal to jump to your death. <laughs> so that's you know, it might like, be a little um, bit dark. It reminds me of all of, of port, the first Portal in a way. I'm a, by the way, I'm a massive Portal fan. It's my favorite game. I have a tattoo of it. It's but fa- yeah. That moment. I don't blame you. Yeah, that moment in the last chamber where you come around that corner and it's just the fire and, and Gladys is like, goodbye. And then that moment where you're like, no, no I can I'm, change I... my destiny. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, fi- I, I think it would be a huge challenge to come up with the dialogue and stuff. But as usual, you know, we leave that to the developers like we're just coming up with the ideas oh you need to legit um, write what are the gameplay elements what are the gameplay elements um like, there's gonna be question. more than just being able to just jump maybe <laughs> there's always the option to just jump i mean you, you could win. make it you could make it really tense like if you're doing room scale then 
Like, literally, if you just walk off the edge, then you lose the game. <laughs> or do you? At any, at any point. Or do you, exactly. At any point. I don't know. I, I'm not sure how it would work in room scale. Can you, like, walk off the edge and then turn around and grab the ledge? I, I, that, that could be really disconcerting. But... Mm, there, is a, <laughs> there is a VR game called Climbing, which kind of simulates... Oh, I've, I have seen, like, footage of that. Yeah. We you actually like did a test you, you with our pull entire... yourself up. Yeah, we did a test with our entire team uh, to see actually who could uh, stand like being in a like very heavily accelerated VR for the longest time. Uh, yeah. A couple people oh. just they could barely do it for about you know twenty seconds, but I, I actually had did. I did the best. Nearby. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> Which is strange yeah. for me because I get really bad motion sickness in cars, like mm. travel sickness. But mm. I did really well in the VR with acceleration, so I don't know. I mean, I haven't experienced much VR at all, but I feel like that's almost a slightly different type of experience, like sort of the. I mean, I know they're they're related, but like the motion sickness from in a car versus yeah. the the motion sickness that you the sort core of get mechanic from... in climbing is that you actually use your hands to like fling yourself. That's the movement. Yeah, so yeah. I've seen like, the footage. You sort of you grab on, sort of grab onto the grab world, the air, and, and like then pull yourself forward. It's almost like you're skiing, honestly. Mm, Except instead mm. of like going forward on skis, you're just like flying. <laughs> so it could be. Mm, yeah, I'm wondering, cause I like the ledge idea, but it's like how, like, yeah, what is the, do you climb up the building? If you're on a building, can you go back in the Actually, window, that could the be way cool. you came? If you're climbing up and I'm getting almost a, I'm getting almost a labyrinth, like the movie labyrinth feeling from it. Like you're climbing up the building and each ledge is talking to you as you're going. So it reminds oh. me of that scene where oh. she's like falling down the hole and there's all the hands. <laughs> um, so you're like climbing up or down, I guess. And like as each you ledge go, has a different just... personality. Yeah, there's all these different personalities of these oh. ledges as they sort of. Oh my god! What if one's like? What if one's like? I really like you. Please don't leave me. And you're like, I can't stay on this ledge forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that this does have a real portal feeling. I think with that personality yeah. of of voiceover sort of stuff, doesn't it? Like you could do some really cool stuff with that. Yeah, I like that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how you would develop that into a full game. But I think there are some cool ideas there, and hey, I'm not sure. Hey, there are so many VR experiences that are like 15 minutes long, and people are making well, the same exactly. So that's it. Like the game mechanics could literally just be climbing up and down the building and talking to ledges. <laughs> 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 and one of them is Heath Ledger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I guess we probably can't. And how you win the game is if you <laughs> actually figure out how to circumvent the building. There you go. So they you get have to the to top get or the bottom it. or. <laughs> yeah, around it. Okay, around it instead <laughs> of up or down. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the, you just walk it. around the building. <laughs> that's the that's it. Like it's one of those things nobody expected. That's what you need to do. They mm-hmm. think up or down, but cool. All right, I think let's do another one. Three, two, one. Click. My word is remission. Done. Mine is living. Magnetizing. Cancer is revol- is re- is involved in some way. How do we not make this a terribly dark and sad game? <laughs> Well, I mean, remission can also mean debt, so it could be a monetary game. It could be a monopoly. That's true. That's true. Living, remission, magnetizing. magnetizing. I feel like I just, I heard magnetizing and I thought of like MRI, brain cancer. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what I'm thinking of is that your character, whoever you're playing, can like be magnetized or demagnetized. So it's like depending on what you have, like either money coming at you to pay your debts, or <laughs> if you're demagnetized, <laughs> okay. all the money just like you know when you like put like a magnet blast in away the from you. Of something, everything just like 
like yeah <laughs> okay i like that better than the cancer idea I feel like <laughs> we could do with that. i think anything would have been better than the cancer idea yeah probably yeah we would i'm not sure we're quite good enough to pull off a cancer game um, okay yeah that works all right so cancer so it's basically game. is it like a that's is the, it a platformer the then the cancer game yeah <laughs> we'll still call it the cancer game but it's actually just got to do with money because okay. money, like I don't know, it's a politi- it's a it's like a satirical Capitalism statement. Capitalism is cancer. Yeah, exactly. If this is this is our political, you know, satirical game. Mm-hmm. You're a politician, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and you <laughs> magnetize yourself and pull the money in, and that's the whole well, game. You, was, you were talking about um, you were talking about cancer. Well, when cancer goes into remission, it's actually a very good thing. It means that you are living. That's true. You know, yeah, that's true. Maybe, maybe it's that you're a politician, that you've just been given the all clear on your cancer, so now you've decided to go out and start living, and then a freak accident magnetises you and... Yes, like a really bad superpower. You can either magnetise things at will or not. (laughs) (laughs) Or not. My my superpower is that I cannot magnetise things if I like. (laughs) Oh, de- demagnetize it. So it's like you you pick up like a, a, <laughs> this magnet you know, no longer sticks to the fridge. Uh, I'm <laughs> well, I'm thinking you p- you pick up like a a metal trash can lid, and you magnetize it, and you and you you know attract oh, the gun yeah. to it, and then you demagnetize it, and it falls. <laughs> so down it like and... flings off and hits someone in the face. <laughs> Blast it away from you. Reverse the polarity of the trash can lid. Yeah, that's it. I guess it's the difference between. Um, Demagnetizing, as in making something not magnetic, versus reversing the like the direction of the magnetizing. And I feel repelling like this could, we could also translate you. this to some kind of stealth game. But oh, instead yeah, of demagnetizing be. items, you're like demagnetizing or magnetizing light. L- wait, light? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because you know how stealth games is like you're in some kind of like I like some room. It's like a room escape kind of thing, and then there's yeah. like like uh um. Like guards that are ro- walking around and they have their flashlight. You can't get into the light. I don't actually oh, know right. how this like... works. Yeah, you have to avoid <laughs> I feel... them. I feel but like you this can idea magnetize like four different. Oh, directions. but you're in complete yeah, darkness. So you're in complete darkness. You can't actually see anything unless you magnetize the light from the guards. But okay, so okay, see... well that yeah, because that could give you an interesting thing where you you rely on the guards to see, but you also don't want to be caught. By them, right? Yeah, we're getting really away from living and remission. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I don't know we how let the idea we let the ideas go where they'll go. I suppose. <laughs> um, are you still a politician? That's the question. Yes, I think so. of course. <laughs> Politicians are pretty sneaky. Oh, what if you did something really bad and you have to get through Parliament to get to your office? at night to like destroy these documents well actually and so you don't even have this magnetizing demagnetizing suit you're just trying to get there to magnetize your hard drive and erase all the evidence (laughs) (laughs) the emails yeah it's like erase all those erase all those emails to uh what is it transfield we're not dealing with Nauru, with with the uh, concentration camps on Nauru anymore oh god (laughs) now it's getting dark (laughs) I'm just I'm just thinking that you know you you're going in uh, sneaking into like your parliamentary office 
to wipe the hard drives that have all the receipts for your helicopter rides or something like that. <laughs> yeah. You know what? If I no, ever do gotta... another game jam, I'm just going to go through all of your episodes and take one <laughs> yes. of those ideas. <laughs> That's, That's what, what we're here like. for. Yeah. These are all like we, fantastic we, game jam ideas. We welcome we welcome we welcome uh, any any game jams that want to steal our or take use, utilize our ideas. <laughs> yeah, not steal. No, no. Just credit. You're welcome. Us. Like I said, you're welcome. <laughs> um all right, that that was a that was a all over the place. I think there were some good ideas in there though. <laughs> but let's let's do another one. Okay. Because I think we've wrung all the goodness out of that idea that we can. Three, two, one, click. Barbarian. Physical. Testify. Testify. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> the entire soundtrack phys- is just Kanye West. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so you're a really buffed up priest. <laughs> okay, I like where this is going already. And you're trying to convert people to your religion by flexing. Oh, Absolutely. It's, that's called wrestling. There you go. Perfect. It's kind of true. Yeah, that could just be... It's just yet another wrestling persona, isn't it? The <laughs> the, phys- the, phys- the physical barbarian. Yeah, but I, I'm actually seeing it as an old, like, late 80s, early 90s, 2D platformer. Yes. Oh, I thought you were going to say the character is in their late 80s, early 90s, oh, but no. he's still just, like, no. super buff. <laughs> like Jack Lane style. <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah, it's just That's a long. That's literally time. the guy who owns WWE. Really? <laughs> yeah, Vince McMahon. <laughs> oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll stop dropping wrestling references. <laughs> okay, so it's late eighties, okay. early nineties. So two D platformer. Yeah, so two D platformer, and his his skill is um, preaching at people, um, right. flexing. <laughs> And just general, like, double dragon style beat him up. <laughs> well, wait, he's a priest. He can't be beating people up, surely. Maybe you have to do everything by flexing and preaching. <laughs> yes! That's, like, the only two skills you have. skills. <laughs> you level them up in different ways. You get different costumes and bigger crosses. And <laughs> I'm just imagining the combos. Preach, 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 flex, preach, flex, flex, yeah. preach, press, press X to preach. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Halo or Call of Duty where they had that like press X to? It was like really controversial. Oh, it was like yeah, it was like press X to pay respects to your friend or something. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I press just X got to flex. Just yeah. <laughs> Justin's just sent us a lovely picture of what I assume is Vince McMahon. Yep. <laughs> chains or anything. Very large yeah, that's, chain that's it. Check. Yeah. So picture him with a, you know, white collar, black black uh, robe. <laughs> we'll take his like we'll license his li- his likeness for the game. I'm thinking a black, you know, t-shirt with the, with the arms cut off though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. A black t-shirt. Yeah, black t-shirt, no sleeves, white collar. <laughs> yeah. Um and when he so does is he going up against the forces of hell? Uh I mean, who else who else do priests fight other than the forces of hell? So yeah, obviously Trevor. Um, so therefore, you know, the, he can he can do the preach, preach, preach. Um, holy water. Um, oh, flex. is it a beat em up? <laughs> and you just get hordes of atheists like running at you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just throw Bibles And then, like, at the him. boss at the end of the level is, like, different levels of Satan. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was Richard Dawkins. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, are we, going to, are we going to Atheist or are we going to Demons Born? Because... I mean, well, not I that think, much, why not you know. both? I think you'd have both. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then Charles Darwin is like the mega evil boss. Yeah. Yes, he's like the final boss. <laughs> <laughs> and then he turns. That's into why Satan. he died. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it happened. It's evolution. See, you got a special move where it's, it is a combo move. You pour holy water all over yourself and then flex, and it just like blasts out. In oh. <laughs> That's a lot. And then as you flex, like your entire your entire like outfit just like rips off and you're just like this shining beacon of light. Oh yeah. Yeah, the god <laughs> god rays coming down, god's yeah. light just beaming off your holy water oil Listening body. Picks. <laughs> you did well, my son. <laughs> <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right. Three, two, one, click. Okay. <laughs> that's the end. We'll never improve on that. No, that's that's the ultimate. That's it. Okay. Bending. Suburban. Channeled. Oh, okay. These are interesting. I'm feeling like, so like a middle-aged, uh, like yoga instructor. Okay. Yep. She's channeling the chakra. Right. Okay. What was the first word? Suburban. Yeah, well, yeah. Suburban. Suburban. Yeah, so that makes perfect sense. Yogurt. It's just, it's just we fit yoga. So, so <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm actually seeing it as like a, a late eighties, early nineties, two D beat 'em up. <laughs> she's come on. She's doing, no, no, I, just doing yoga poses and bending and stuff. <laughs> so it's just like it's just like the it, she's just the female character in the previous game. No, she's not no. going against atheists. She's going against. I don't know, little little men. I'm pretty in, sure like, atheists are probably still fighting at someone little who's doing yoga and channeling like chakras. <laughs> no, I I like I like the idea. Yes, because presumably you're bending energy in some way. Now I'm going like really basic, but like this is literally just like an app for casual gamers, which is suburban moms. Oh, what if it's a match three? Match three of <laughs> yoga poses. <laughs> yeah okay okay and you're bending wait what are you bending downward dog <laughs> three downward dogs match three downward dogs in a row and oh you do you have to do the yo- do you have to do the poses while when you match them like i feel like it'd be hard to see the the, the screen maybe if it's not a portable game i guess you're just holding it out in front of you as you as you downward dog or What's I don't the... think it really matters with match three games as long as you're matching three of something. <laughs> Has anyone actually done like a VR yoga game yet? <laughs> no, I don't think it'll work because, like, not until not until we're tracking feet as well. Well, yeah. there was actually something on Kotaku or um, Polygon the other day that actually showed soon we're going to be able to track feet. Oh yeah, um, oh, really? I mean, you could do it. You could that. do it now with a, with a few extra, you know. Um, Yes, whatever you control. They're developing VR sure. gloves, which I, I would prefer first before we get VR feet. Yeah, but you could just imagine how awesome VR feet would be. And you know, you chuck a Kinect camera in there, and you can track the skeleton. That's fine. 
just um, extra technology for people to buy. You actually that's what we really like for Township Tale, actually, because right now yeah. the characters are just like floating torsos, and you move around. like you can sit on the ground, but it's just your torso is just like closer to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that if you're tracking feet, and then all you'd actually need to track is like hips, and you could probably you could probably approximate. Way where a body is pretty accurately from what I've from what I've seen and uh, read. De- depending on how realistic the rig is, yeah, you could absolutely do it. Um, but yeah. when it comes to basic rigs, like we've been uh, experimenting with some stuffs with rigging in a, a township tower currently, and it's just hard. Like depending, you you'd need someone to actually come in and really develop the rig really well. So mm. when you hold the controllers close to wherever you are, the <laughs> the, elbows the elbows aren't like completely deforming and, and yeah. <laughs> Go through yeah, the body. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it done though. I've seen it I've seen, you can I've seen it done pretty well and I imagine you can do the, a similar thing for I studied three legs at, uh, college and when we were doing rigging stuff it's just like and when you start animating it's really fun to just be like mo- like just tessellate the like the hand vertice around and then just like see the elbow going like fucking crazy and then sometimes you render something and it's like that looks good and then you render it out and like just like it looks like a really bad like game glitch where just like all these things like your knees are flickering everywhere and it's like what is going on polygons what did i do (laughs) that polygon became everything yeah i'm glad i don't do that anymore it's just that was Anyway, we're getting really off track. Yeah, let's <laughs> yep. so, let's let's do another so one. I think back to the match oh, three you know yoga oh. game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? I'm, I'm actually okay, quite we'll... invested in this. The, right, the inner right. suburban so, mum in me is coming out. I, I'm I'm seeing that um, you know, when you when you select your your yoga poses from your match three thing, um, if you if you get a continuous combo going on of the same pose, like you get. Almost like a multiplier or something, and she's wait, uh, wait, wait. So how see, do you match you see, like, three? The character in the background. Are you saying? What do you mean? Well, oh. is is it possible that you have to do the pose to match, like to remove blocks from the? the what grid if there's just oh, no, a character I, I, in like in the screen game, and you're matching three? Yeah, we're not in the chakras. VR version anymore. <laughs> yeah, we're not in the VR version. And what oh, if you're okay. matching three of chakras to make the like the in-game character do yoga poses? And like, yeah, okay. yeah, and the more and you combos the you same... get, like the more ridiculous it gets. <laughs> it, it, you just see the little <laughs> avatar of, of your selected suburban mum because you can choose a whole heap of different ones. Okay, yeah, of um... course. <laughs> um, obviously, I don't know why you guys are laughing. Yeah, I, I think this, I think this would actually be you know um, a really really good iOS game mm-hmm. or Android. I think it yeah, would make go. you know Candy Crush numbers. Oh, definitely. I cannot tell you how many contractors we've I've come across, and they're like, "We just want to make the next Candy Crush." I'm like, "Do you have like two million dollars and also twenty psychologists to become game developers?" Oh yeah, you gotta get you gotta get that that gambling addict in everybody to come out. Yeah, yeah, microtransactions and the like. So, so are we letting people unlock new poses and unlock their chakras? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I knew more about yoga. I don't know enough about yoga to like, because I know there's some crazy poses out there. Yeah, I'm I'm a bit out of my depth on yoga. <laughs> I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, me too. All right, um, let's do another. I, I think oh, I think it does actually have have legs on, though. Like, you holding on to this one, are you trying? Have legs. <laughs> oh, the, match, <laughs> the match three would work. Yeah, yeah, we can continue. Three, two, yeah. one, two. 
Oh, that was so sad. <laughs> Waitress. Neil. Mesmerized. <laughs> okay. A kneeling, mesmerized waitress. Oh, please <laughs> you could really go in a really bad place game. there. Oh, God. <laughs> they could go in some horrible directions, but let's steer it away from there. <laughs> so you're a waitress. You're a waitress who, on her off hours, is starting to be a hypnotist. Oh, yeah, I like this. And I'm not sure where the kneeling comes in, but... We'll, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll figure that we'll out. We'll get there. Um, so why, why does a waitress want to hypnotize people? Because um, she wants tips. to sell more coffee. Yeah, no, well, it's tips. the same thing as like being an actress. So it's like, you know, that all the actors and actresses have to, you know, wait, do wait staff training, you know, between... She's, she's a, an aspiring hypnotist. Right, okay. So, okay, so it's set in a, a diner or a restaurant of some sort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Well, I, I'm I'm thinking that, you know, maybe day one you've only got a couple of little things that you can you can do hypnosis-wise. Like, maybe you can um, talk someone into, into oh, buying... To buying giving you better tips? In plate of... Into upsizing their chips... Yeah, to a large. Yeah. Because it it's gotta be based in America and there and you know, the the minimum tip is like fifteen percent. So the larger the, the um larger the, larger the, the bill is, the more the The, the larger the, the bill, the more the dough. Yeah. Okay. Okay, no, there's there's an interesting sort of um yeah, there's an interesting mechanic there because it's not only getting to getting them to spend more, but obviously they might tip a higher percentage based on performance or how good your service is. So there are a couple of levels there. Oh, and but your boss really hate her. Like her boss really, really hates um, hypnosis because I mean they had a very bad experience when they were younger. And figuratively, if you get caught, the waitress has to kneel to his demands and not do hypnotists hypnotizing things. I think I think a figurative kneeling is definitely the way to go in this game. So. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Oh no! Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I like that. So, you, yeah, you you can use your hypnosis powers, but you have to do it sort of when yeah when your boss isn't watching or when nobody sees you manipulating mm-hmm. these people. Yeah. Okay. So this, I'm I'm picturing kind of. Have you guys played Overcooked? No, right yes, you know I have. <laughs> yes, we played it together. Um, I'm sort of picturing just that sort of top down view of like you've got a bunch of tables and you have to yeah. sort of go to the kitchen and you have to grab the food and you have to take to the right table. Um, so, and that can, that could almost just be the main gameplay, right? You've got different oh. challenges, things get spilled. But you, you have, have to, to avoid them or jump over them. the customers before they leave. Yeah. So they go out clucking like chickens. Yeah. And you get well, I, I'm always thinking that you could have, when you drop, uh, when you drop the food off at their table, you have like a um, little rhythm game, sort of like a, you know, you got to hit A B A A Y. So like, X, put down B. the meals and yeah, and it's it's sort of like it's like throwing it's throwing she, the plates onto the table in the right order and the drinks and the and and if you do that, then you get the the chance to to hit the the two trigger buttons and you go into hypnosis mode, something Whoa. like that. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, it it at least yeah. The better you do it, waitressing, the more it like builds your hypnosis meter, which you can <laughs> use to influence people to leave higher tips. Yeah. Okay. I, all right. I really like. I really like the actual game mechanics of this because 
the longer someone's waiting for their food, they've all got little meters over their head that's going that's slowly going down as they wait for their food, and that's their tip level. Like that's how much they're going to tip you. Yeah. Um, but if you hypnotize them into thinking that if, they did that you didn't take as long, yeah, you can basically undo that and ra- you can raise that meter up by hypnotizing them so they'll leave you a bigger tip. Except you can't do that when your boss is watching because then you like. He comes over and chastises you. You lose time. The other tables are waiting longer. So it's this real balancing act. I do like that it's a, like a live action management game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's sort of running around. And th- there are all sorts of obstacles. You know, yeah, a kid a kid drops his spaghetti on the floor and you you trip over it. And- you, you can no longer go that way because no one's come to clean it up yet. So you've got to go a different route around the... Um- Around the Can you hypnotize the kid to clean up his own mess? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish. If you figure that out, teach me because my kids don't clean up their mess. <laughs> I, I think later on in the game you actually find out your boss's trigger word that turns him into a chicken from, from his earlier Ooh. hypnosis. Or incident. well, or if you yeah, or if you just raise yeah, if you raise your hypnosis meter enough, you can hypnotize the boss and there's some benefit from that. I guess he's just... Is that just, how you he's win not, the level? Maybe, yeah. You have to hypnotise your bots to let you go home early. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you're just working constantly. For like you're just working non-stop. It's like, day oh, double four. shift, triple... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's actually real. You're just getting more haggard yeah. and you've got a, you know, how sore your feet are meter that just... Is continuous. You get coffee for a quick, quick pick me up. Yeah, yeah, and but you have to spend some of your tips to to buy the coffee oh, because yeah. your boss is an asshole and makes you buy it. So again, <laughs> this is sort of another game mechanic balance. <laughs> I like I really that. Like I, think that. The, I think that's actually the best, like, sort of actual game we've come up with so yeah. far. It's really cool. On that note, I think it's time to move into the eye of the storm. You can find us on Twitter. We are at Lamestorming. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash lamestorming. You can email us, podcast at lamestorming.com. We are on iTunes. If you'd like to go there and uh, leave a review, that would that would help us a lot. Or subscribe to us uh, so you can get notified of our new episodes. You can also check out our website, lamestorming.com. Uh, we'd also like to thank Kuridas, the band responsible for the opening and closing track, Mount Defiance. We'd like to plug Zencaster, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. They've provided us with the guest recording today. So that was really, really good. Um, so that's Zencaster.com. And we'd also just like to plug our other podcast, Two Sweary Dads, which is a parenting podcast. Uh, you can find that at twoswearydads.com. Uh, and Justine, is there any, any sites or Facebook URLs you'd like to plug? Yeah, I have a few. So, uh, first and foremost, if you want to find out more about A Township Tale, you can go to townshiptale.com. Uh, we have a little sign-up gimmick thing. Uh, if you put your email into that and join our newsletter and join our little community, uh, I do all the sending out of things and we tell you when we're you know when we're going to be at conventions where you can play the game um i send out a lot of questions sometimes about opinions and feedback and stuff and you can also depending on uh let us know if you have a vibe or oculus headset because we will be coming out with our closed alpha uh in the coming months and we need people to play that so if you sign up then you can 
possibly be one of those lucky people that get to play a Township Tale before anyone else does. Um, other ones, if you want to follow a Township Tale on Twitter, we're at, at Township Tale. And then for our company, Alta, um, we are Real Alta on Twitter. And in Facebook, if you look up Alta VR, we should come up there. If you want to follow me personally, literally all I tweet about is wrestling. However, if you're interested in that <laughs> at all, uh, you can follow me at Pasta Saucer. So it's like Pasta Sauce, but the ending a, a e is an a. It was a it was an in joke. It's very, but it's very catchy. I feel. I like it. Hey, yeah, we'll yeah, put so we'll put all those links in the in the show notes as well for for anybody who wants to do that. Awesome. Great. All right. Let's continue. Get a few more in. Shall okay. we click? Yes. Three, two, one. Click. Affiliate. My word is parchment. Mine was betide, which I've just looked up means happen or to happen to someone. Betide. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So what was yours, Trevor? Affiliate. Parchment, affiliate, betide. What is with so these a words? Parchment just go? happens. <laughs> a parchment just. Well, is. I mean, it's kind of like a death note thing, right? You write something in there, and something happens to someone. Well, uh, so the only the only mechanic I'm getting out of that this is like, yeah, literally writing or drawing something on a, oh, a piece of paper on something and making something like, happen. It's like draw something, but you add on to the existing. So, like. One of us draws something, okay. and then we pass it on to the next person, and they change it. Oh, that's cool! So maybe you but get it's like almost a like certain pictionary, amount. So it's like so it's you've got a only... certain amount of ink ink you can use oh, or something. So you, yeah. you can only draw like limited lines, uh, and the next person has to just continue. So are you? Is the goal? I guess the goal is to draw a particular concept or thing, mm. but yeah, you have to start really vague. <laughs> <laughs> because you've only got like, you know, ten centimeters of line worth of drawing yeah. that you can do, oh. and then you have to pass it on to someone else. And so, do they? I guess they don't know what the word is. Mm. It's almost like Pictionary telephone. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, what if it's like <laughs> if you play with like at least four people? So, and everyone, because have you played the? Is it? It's, it's like Funhouse or Toybox Funhouse. I don't know. It's a Steam like collection of party uh, games. Yeah. Jack, you, Jackbox? Yeah, Jackbox. And you play yeah. the draw something one and that is that you yep. play off your phone. So it's like if yep. you have at least a group of four, it goes through three people, maybe even twice, to draw something. And then the yep. fourth person has to guess what it is. Yes. But only one person got the prompt. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, because I like this oh, idea of passing. What if everyone passing... gets a different idea and then at the, the fourth person oh. gets like three options? And whoever, oh, actually, whoever, I like, like that. You're but, like you're almost competing then, yeah, to turn the drawing into whatever, whatever your thing, prompt yeah. was. <laughs> actually, that's really good. That's this really is good. Actually, a genuinely so, really good idea for a game. <laughs> yeah, I could see this working really well. So you get yeah, you get a limited amount of either time or ink or whatever to draw your picture. So you have to sort of draw it in in as few lines as possible. But then the next person gets to come on add things to that drawing to try to make whoever's going to be guessing guess whatever their prompt was versus yeah. whatever the original person was trying to do. Yeah. 
God, this is I would play that. That's game really cool. So That's really cool. That could totally be a Jackbox party pack yeah. game. Because yeah, you'd you because you could all draw at the same time because you're all starting one and then it basically you mixes them all up and you get someone else's you get to add to it while other people are adding someone else is adding to yours and then you all have to guess you all have to guess at the end somehow. the best thing is that if it was one at a time but it showed it on the big screen like like on the television what was happening in yes. real time and just like yeah. the rage that would happen from like the people, like no like if it was like a monkey or something and someone like erases the tail you're like no well, uh- well, I was going to say, maybe as the person who started it, you, you not only do you have a limited amount of ink to draw it, you have a limited amount of erasing that you can do while the other person is drawing. Oh. So, you can, like, erase some of their lines either during or after. That could be, like, the reward after. for winning a round is you get erase time. Yeah, you, yeah, you get erase time. <laughs> I, can oh, see that. Awesome. I can see that being really funny. That's really cool. I'm amazed that we got that idea out of those two words, but that's really cool. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Three, two, one. Click. Timekeeper. Snob. Engorge. Okay. I feel like this is ripe with with possibility. Mm. I haven't quite grasped onto any of those possibilities yet, but I feel like these are all good words for games. Like, I mean, maybe I mean, not is engorge, it like but... a, a user timekeeper or not timekeeper? But like the seven deadly sins. There's um, glutton, right? Right. Okay. So it's a vor game. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Well, I was thinking. I was thinking. So snob and timekeeper. Just makes me think of someone who's really into like pocket watches or something. Um, and I don't know, there could be some sort of collection or like time mechanics around. I don't know. No, I don't. Engorging himself on lots of food. Well, how? Oh. But how what? What? What happens if you engorge time? <laughs> oh. <laughs> what? And you're trying to go around steal time from from the other? Oh, you. Oh, you all like the people in. You gorge yourself on time. Yeah. So, oh, okay. So you could, yeah, all right. So you could have some sort Turning of... Turning people into skeletons and stuff by you stealing live, all their life You force. steal their time and you get fatter. Like you engorge yourself. <laughs> oh my God, this reminds me. Okay, so when I was in college, uh, one of the games was like, we had like a mini game project and I think it was, one of the themes was it to be an educational game or something. So what they did is they tried to create, like, an educational, like, healthy kids game where it was, like, a 2D platformer and there was good food and bad food. And the more bad yep. food you ate, the fatter you got, but the more good food you ate, the skinnier you got. But it was way more fun just to eat all the bad food <laughs> and watch the character really get fat. really, really fat. <laughs> you forget to, like, put a limit on how fat you get so you just end up filling the entire level and crashing it the game. It's just so funny. Yeah. That just reminded me of that. All right. So I'm thinking, uh, yeah, you could actually have... You could actually have a guy who's, you know, sort of an upper class British guy with a, with a pocket watch, and he's a bit of a snob. Yep. But he's he's worked out how to steal time from people, and maybe maybe he's the bad guy. Mm. You know, we don't. This doesn't have to be the protagonist. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. You know, um, you've you've got another. Does he still get fatter the more time he steals? Is that where we're going? With I, it? I think so. Okay. I think so. But he's also like really really young. <laughs> young so yeah he's young oh, but right <laughs> because of all the time he's stealing because of all the time he's stealing okay. maybe he's been living oh, for, yeah. so it's like for an immortality game and, and your um maybe your maybe your girlfriend had time stolen from her and you're you're trying to 
you're trying to you know get the time back from this from this snob. <laughs> so the, okay, so the bad guy is this time stealing snob who's really fat because they've stolen all this time, mm-hmm. and for so, so and you're trying to get time back from him through what means? Like what sort of game um, is this? So should it be a Grand Theft Auto clone or should it be? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm thinking kind of a third. Maybe a 2D platform. <laughs> no, I'm thinking like a third person sort of adventure-y, Tomb Raider-y style. Like not completely linear, but not fully open world. And I mean, there's got to be some time-based mechanics in here. So maybe you're like, you're chasing... You're chasing... Prince of Persia. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I guess that's kind of the sort of direction I'm going, but... <laughs> We need to differentiate ourselves from it somehow. I do like I do like the idea that you're trying to get time back for someone. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to see where the game mechanic comes from because that's your Other than it just that, being a double that's your count because that's your countdown. Then right, like they've got a certain amount of time before they die, and if you you manage to get time back, you sort of stave that off for a little bit longer. But yeah, I don't know where to go gameplay wise. Have you guys seen the um seen the game Half Minute Hero? No. Yes, you have to like do RPG levels in like th- yeah in thirty of, seconds, in thirty seconds or something. There's another game called Mc something, and it's like you play oh McPixel. McPixel, yeah, that's really good. That's really fucking funny. That game you've got it's like, like three six seconds, seconds in yeah, every, yeah, in every. So level. I'm thinking almost almost even Crazy Taxi style, where you know you'd um you go you do something and you get a little bit of time extra. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's. Because I was thinking something a bit slower, but you're right. Like if it, if you're racing against time, it needs to be something really quick. So it could. It's it's going to be a bit dark, but like there's literally someone dying, and yeah, like that that crazy taxi mechanic of every time you achieve something, you get a little bit more time for them, and they just get a little bit further away from death. But you've just got this countdown going the whole time. You could implement that into like a heavy rain type of game where it's very story based. Oh, you could that, yeah. And so you're sort of just having to do. Are you thinking even like the quick time events? If you screw them up, then you might just lose more time. Yeah. Um, and maybe maybe you are the maybe you are the snob trying to get the um trying to get the time back for your girlfriend. And there's there's your your link. Well, She's actually, done. you know that would work really because heavy rain is. I mean, it's there's there's sort of a set story, but there are a lot of little like choices you can make that branch in different ways but like who really actually plays through multiple times like i think it's not that many people mm. but mm. if if you're if it's if it's literally that you're running low on time and your chances are you're not going to get to the end as long as you put enough sort of branching choices in there you could play it over and over see different things um but also the better you play the more likely you are to actually sort of finish it before and save yeah. whoever oh, so that like so yeah the quicker you finish it the less bad things happen to your partner but you know the longer it takes you know they might stay alive but they might lose a limb yeah yeah mm. yeah yeah there's something spreading through their body <laughs> some sort of disease and the- that isn't cancer <laughs> no it's gonna be something i don't know anyway something spreading through their body yeah the faster you get to it the less the less of their yeah. body it, but it's not it, like it life is strange in the way that you can actually fix the mistakes that you make it's more that no you're just, no you're just like the the better you are at the game the less horrible things are gonna happen to yeah, you. yeah i feel like it should i feel like it should almost be like an entire playthrough through should maybe be like 10 or 20 minutes um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's pretty quick. It's pretty quick, but there's just a lot of branching uh, 
options that you can take. So it doesn't it doesn't get super repetitive. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking just just to sort of take this in a slightly twisted way. Say you're you're a guy who's stealing time from from some of these other people. Maybe when you get to the when you get to the end as part of the branching thing, you've you've decided which way you're going to go and who you've deemed unworthy to have more time. But then you play a relative of Oh, each time a scene of a relative like... of of one of those people that you've stolen time from, <laughs> just like make you feel really that, bad. <laughs> just just to really um, show that the choices that you made, you know, oh. did actually have. To I guess that's true because of... you need to be taking time from other people. So there's some moral decisions to be made here as to who you take that time from, and that can be some of the branching narrative, right? He writes, yeah. right? Yeah. take you in in different sort of moral directions. I like that. Three, two, one, click splintering thunderbolt um i don't know what this word is but it's syllabifying <laughs> where's the definition here forming or dividing words into syllables oh okay so well, there's like there's the splintering splintering <laughs> okay so splintering thunderbolt and syllabifying which is splitting words into syllables mm-hmm. so it's an educational game of some kind mm-hmm. where you play zeus <laughs> Throwing light. So, so ba- the, the very basic gameplay is teaching kids about syllables, but you get to throw lightning bolts which split the words up, <laughs> splinter the words into their syllables. Could it be a rhythm game, but you're learning words? Oh, that could be cool. Okay, so should it be a VR rhythm game where you <laughs> get to throw thunderbolts? You throw thunderbolts in time with the music, but you have to... Well, I guess... I mean, the, the splitting up the syllables could just be singing or speaking the words if you want to really just take it like in I that guess at direction. this point it could be a language game so it's like yeah like you could just take that into you know we don't have to use the exact word so we could take it to be yeah just it's a language game so yeah like throwing thunder i guess it would be interesting to have a vr rhythm game where like your sort of broad movements are required to, yeah to really um to hit the to hit the beats. Oh, you know what would be interesting is um, uh, what's the the like in a orchestra? Who's the guy at the front? Oh, oh, conductor. so you're playing like the conductor? Like, yeah, like a conductor simulator. That'd be cool, actually. Yeah, in VR. But you have a lightning bolt just because we need to bring <laughs> thunderbolt in. You're Zeus. You're conducting. <laughs> oh, the orchestra and all the different of the gods. gods and goddesses are like playing the tuba. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And, and, and if they don't the do it well, then you throw thunderbolts yeah, at them. Yeah, yeah, you can blast them if they if they fuck up. <laughs> Maybe it's a multiplayer VR game. Ev- like everyone else is actually playing their own <laughs> in- instrument, and Sometimes. you know, you some one person gets to be the conductor and can just blast them if they if they screw up. I wonder how you do a tuba rhythm game. That'd be interesting. I think you. I think this is at the point. This is when we do need the VR gloves when you can get the, yeah. the fingering. So you know you're getting the fingering right. You literally just have to know how to play tuba. <laughs> I guess it's getting to that point. It's not like Guitar Hero or anything. It's like when it, when you have VR gloves, you're literally just copying real world movements. You yeah, might as well you just, just need pick to up hit a the tuba exact lessons. <laughs> Well, it's teaching. It's educational. It's true. Oh, you don't have to. You know, so it, it would be a lot cheaper than actually buying a tuba or tuba lessons. 
That's true. And there's incentive because <laughs> we also sell with the VR unit a like shock collar. So if Zeus decides to hit you with a thunderbolt because you don't play the tuba well enough, there's some, there's some, you know, there are real world physical disincentive. Yeah, it's that. <laughs> I, I, I was I was going to go with exactly what you said there, Ben. It's it's incentive. Yeah. Not to fuck up. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, I think we need another one. Three, two. One click thermal clapper disarrange disarrange thermal clapper <laughs> that's the name of the game <laughs> so I'm thinking clapper like clap on clap off sort of thing turn the lights on and off and then that's the thermal turning your heater on well or I was going to say when you turn the lights off you get thermal vision right you get the thermal vision that's how you switch from so it's uh it's a five nights five night at Freddy's sort of thing. <laughs> To turn the lights on and off to switch between your regular view to your thermal view, you have to clap. But the clapping also like attracts, like there's a noise, there's a sound aspect, right? Like so, you, so switching between them has a has a oh. consequence. I'm not so sure where disarrange comes in. The VR gloves, because you don't really want to be clapping with a um, uh, you could do it. VR controller. You could just use it. Cla- oh crap! I just broke <laughs> smash it. Your, <laughs> smash your vibes together. No, no, you could just. It doesn't even have to be. You could just use a connect or something, right? Like something, anything that has a microphone is going to detect your clapping. Um, mm. I'm not sure where disarrange comes in. What if it's a Wii Fit game? So it's like you're actually like. So you're on like the Wii Fit board. Yeah, and so you wherever you <laughs> oh, lean God. is like where your character goes forward, and that way your hands are free to clap. That's yeah okay. There's not enough games out there for the Wii Fit board, so I I like that direction. Um, well, because there could well there could be because if it's getting really tense as well, like if it is a Five Nights at Freddy's sort of thing, like a bit of a horror game. Oh, to... maybe disarranges the the rooms like change. Yeah, okay. The rooms sort of shift around. You you lean in particular directions to move, to move. around. Yeah, but if but if but if the the enemy whatever it is is around you have to stay completely still and balanced and like that balance board is really sensitive so (laughs) you gotta like i can foresee that being really tense where you have to stay as still as possible while this thing is like stalking through whatever room you're in and you can only but you can only see it if you're in the thermal vision but you have to clap to get into your thermal vision so you don't want to attract attract attention yeah okay um so there's some enemies that are like the predator that you can only see in thermal vision, and then other enemies that you can only see when the light is on. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, maybe. Or it's just if the lights are off, like you can't see where you're going. All you can see is the enemy. So to to actually be able to move around and get to your goal, I guess you have to have the lights on. But if you want to see where the, the I, there probably needs to be some other way to get an idea of where the enemy is. Because otherwise you're just going to end up clapping to turn the thermal vision on and it'll turn out that the bad guy's in the same room as you and it just kills you. Like right in front of you. Yeah. And it's like, oh. Well, but maybe then, maybe <laughs> that maybe it takes a while to find you. That's when you have to stay completely still. Oh. <laughs> Since we're using the microphone, you can't breathe too loudly either. <laughs> that is a really creepy game. Yeah. I don't think I'd ever play I don't think myself. I could play. I don't, I don't think, think I'd play that. I think it's a horror game on the Wii Fit. So I think we've really hit it. That's... I can almost guarantee there is no Wii Fit board of horror games, so I think we're breaking. <laughs> we're definitely breaking new ground there. There should have been though. Come on, that's actually a great peripheral for that. I if you step like off it, they can really tell if you're yeah. staying still. They can tell if you're staying still. <laughs> no, yeah, nothing else. I mean, VR even can do that to some degree, but only with your hands. Yeah, yeah that's particularly. Oh, and your head because they. Well, they I, track I guess head. your head. Yeah, that's cool. So, Justine, what we usually do. 
when we have a guest on is rather than a random word of a random set of words the name of the game you're working on and take that as the prompt and come up with ideas for what for alternate versions of what a game named that in this case a township tale Mm -hmm. could be so that's our prompt a township tale and it's fairly broad actually like there are a township tale could be a lot of things so let's just blue sky it a township's probably going to have blue sky, so... Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm immediately tale. thinking a, uh, like a pen and paper role-playing game. Yeah, we can go okay. in that direction. So, or a board game. Or, or a physical. board game. That's cool. So you're playing... So again, I mean, you know, this is this is somewhat similar to the actual VR game, but if we move it to the sort of physical space, you could have particular roles that you're playing within the town. Um, you know, maybe it's like a... a um, yeah, like a pen and paper role player, a role playing game, or a board game where you have where you have roles, you have cards, mm. and uh, you know, or could like a because have you seen there's there are board games out there that are like deck deck building games, right? Oh, but yeah. where each role has actually has like a different, completely different deck that they draw from. So yeah, oh, if you're right, playing yeah. if you're playing the innkeeper, then you have cards where you get to serve. Serve drinks and you get to refill the keg. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but you have to like you get to turn away guests. But they're, yeah, but they're like they're like randomly within your actual hand that you're pulling from your deck. I'm not sure what the goal would be. Mm. I guess it's sort of a well. You could there could be an over overarching threat. So in right. like fifty turns, I don't know. That's a, that feels like a long game. Well, like fifty individual turns something like immediate like there's this i don't know there's like 10 different disasters that could happen yeah 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 no yeah that's that's kind of interesting because there's sort of there are games like um i haven't actually played it but like pandemic legacy and stuff that are they're basically these sort of they are these sort of of storytelling or challenge games where you you've got a certain amount of time or there's a there's a fact there's a time factor and you either you know you either win it or you don't it's like a cooperative game Mm. Um, I could see that working in sort of that sort of township space and everyone's playing different roles. Mm-hmm. You all have to work together to, to play the right cards, to, to do have the right effects on the town. Because it could be like yeah. Munchkin in the way that you can form alliances with other players. With other players. So like during someone else's and turn. And then totally fuck them over later. Yeah, so like during <laughs> someone else's turn, if like, hey, I need to, I don't know, build this thing, but I only have this many resource cards and someone can be like, oh, well, I'll lend you this. Yeah, yeah. So almost, because uh, there's like, I'm to talk about resource cards, so I'm thinking sort of Settlers of Catan sort of thing, but it's it's cooperative just in some way instead of purely competitive. Mm. Um, almost a cooperative tower defense game. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I wonder if there's a map. Is there a map, like a, an actual physical board where you can place defenses like build things with your cards and your resources and with each disaster card that is picked there's a different kind of way that you need to build defenses yeah but you don't necessarily know what disaster's coming you know maybe until it's you know 10 turns out or something and you sort of have to you have to scramble to to start building the right things so you're actually you're playing in like a normal village game and you're building these alliances or whatever and then 10 turns from the end, you draw this disaster card. And then with the alliances that you've formed, every, everyone seems to have to work together 
But it's like, well, maybe Trevor, it's not even if you the fuck end. me over at turn three, then it's like, I'm not going to help you out. But it's like, if you don't help me, we're all going to die. And I'm like, no. The church is going to be destroyed. Yeah. Um, well, maybe it's not even that the disaster's at the end. Maybe it's like a wave-based thing. So you sort of, you're, you're building up this town slowly. Um, and you, at a certain number of turns, a disaster happens. And, you know, depending on how, how far into the game you are the severity might be of varying levels but if mm-hmm. you if you overcome that disaster then you can sort of continue to to build out in different directions or with different types of defenses or different types of resources I kind um, of actually and depending like on this. the disaster that happens um depends on whether like you could actually have um say whole heap of orcs are coming to attack so you'll know you know a number of turns out but if it was a if it was like an earthquake or or well, like the dragon attack, fluff. it'll happen a lot quicker. Oh, okay. So it could even depend on the type of disaster type as of to how disaster. much how much notice you notice given. you get. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I like where that's going. I want to play this. We don't do many uh, <laughs> physical games. That's kind of neat. I'm yeah, I could to, see I'm that. Trying to mix it up, you know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, I could see that. I could see that. Like with a bit of development becoming something really interesting, mm. where it is sort of that. Yeah, like that wave base or like Pandemic Legacy sort of thing. Because I think they have like different seasons, like season one, season two sort of thing, like a TV show where you have particular challenges you have to meet. You can almost have that sort of aspect of it where, or, you know, you you buy season two and you get a whole bunch of different disasters and different types of resources or buildings or, and you, and which means though that you could build it onto your existing town. Yeah. From season one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You do a real mix, mix and match sort of thing. You could you could kickstart if you if you bring in like little like it, you can actually like build up little towers and stuff like physically on a board like people will kickstart that no problem yeah I fucking love that shit stretch goals you get more little things like totally sold um you you got a little model of a blacksmith forge and you know you can get add-ons to it to to um increase the speed in which you can oh. you can build yeah things. absolutely like. Yeah. Like pop out new arrow towers and I don't know whatever you need to build to defend yourself from different things. Totally. I mean, you could actually have even say the innkeeper. Um, they've got to keep their inn reasonably well so you can attra- uh, attract heroes to the town to actually help you defend. Oh yeah, it against... and it's like a general morale of the of the town as well, sort of thing. Like yeah. the better the innkeeper's doing, you know, you get bonuses. For the everybody else gets bonuses, oh, and or there something. are certain disasters where, or if like if there's a wave that gets into a town and you have to build reinforcements, and for a little while that part of the town is out of commission, then the inn needs to be well kept enough that people can actually live there while that other part of the town is being rebuilt. Yeah, well, you could definitely like different disasters or different attacks. You could take out particular buildings as well, you know, if you haven't defended well enough. And then, the, so the next round or the next, before the next disaster comes along, you're having to rebuild and and and, and strategize to, to keep your town going. Uh, send your adventurers out into, into the local dungeon Dungeons. or whatever, yeah. and, and they come back with, you know, lots of treasure. Well, you could even gamble, like, and... you don't know what the particular disaster is going to be, but if you think it's going to be some sort of you know, orc attack or, or whatever, you could mm. preemptively send out heroes or something and maybe they can delay it or, you know, depending on the type. And then it's like, yeah, JK, it's the plague. And you're like, no. Yeah, exactly. There's no, exactly. There's nothing the heroes can do about that. They just die. It's like, ah, shit. Yeah. Gambled badly. Well, Gambled it, could, wrong. it could almost be, um, remember, what was it? Castle Panic. Yeah. Where 
certain things happen within the game when you pick up certain certain cards. So maybe you you've got say a deck of of a hundred hundred or so cards. You um you shuffle it up. You you cut the deck and you've got say however many cards you've got is how many rounds you've actually got to get through, and depending on what's in what's in that deck depends on what happens so the first thing that you turn up could be a could be an earthquake and it's like oh shit it just like <laughs> it sets you back damage. completely and, and destroys every, all the you work you've done and it's, it's yeah totally, if you balance totally that random. if you balance that well enough though like yeah you could do that but you've still got a chance you know you you'll be at a disadvantage but you've still got a chance to build up enough for whatever the next card that you flip over is going to be yeah cool i like it i like all right it. i think let's leave it there so Justine, can you um, give us your all your details again about how people can find you yeah. on the interwebs? So you can sign up to our newsletter at townshiptale.com to find out announcements and for information about our closed alpha in the future. To follow Township Tale on Twitter, it's at Township Tale. If you're interested in Alta, we're on Facebook at Alta VR, just type that in it should come up and then on twitter we are at real alta if you want to follow me personally and see all of my wrestling content then it's at pasta saucer which is like pasta sauce but the e is an a at the end oh you can also uh email me at any time if you have any questions about not only a township tale, um, but also the game development industry. I know there might be some people watching who are interested in game development and the industry in general, and I'm always happy to answer questions. So you can email me at justine at townshiptale.com. And I'm gathering that you'd probably like questions about wrestling as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's probably best to hit me up on Twitter for that one. Okay. So, Justine, shall we start development? Yes, we shall. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>